Welcome to the 2023 season of the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Boards podcast. I'm your host, Tina Marchetti, Content Manager for the MSRB. Today, we will be looking back at municipal bond market highlights from 2022. I'm joined by Carol Converso, Director of Market Practices, John Bagley, Chief Market Structure Officer, and Marcelo Vieira, Senior Director of Research and Market Transparency. Carol, John, and Marcella will walk us through some of the significant trends and changes that occurred in 2022, including some historic events in the municipal bond market. Carol, could you get us started? Thanks, Tina. I'm sure 2022 will be a year we all remember for a long time. After everything that happened, 2021 seems like a long time ago. John, can you remind us where the market was at the end of 2021? Sure, Carol. And you're right. 2021 does seem like a long time ago. But if we go back to the end of 2021, we had very low interest rates, near historic low interest rates. One year munis were at 0.17% and 10-year munis were hovering right around 1% at the end of 2021. Much different place than they are now. We also had seen an extended period of very low volatility, probably about a year and a half of very low volatility and not much movement in the market, except likely to slightly lower rates, with a few exceptions, such as March of 2020. During this time, we also, in 2019, 20, and 21, saw very strong mutual fund inflows for munis, about $216 billion. That was more than all the years back to 2007. So a lot of demand coming out of mutual funds. Again, demand was significantly exceeding supply. There was a limited amount of institutional selling and really just an abundance of demand for any new issue product that came to marketplace. The other thing that really stood out in 2021 is that it was a record low year for trade count. We had about 7.6 million trades, and we had seen for about three years where trade count continually declined by a fairly significant amount. And lastly, we did see a robust amount of new issue supply. New issue supply in 2021 was about $483 billion with a significant amount of that being taxable. So with the exception of the new issue market, I would say in a lot of ways, as we headed into 2022, the muni market was really kind of boring. It sure was. It seems like the tone of the market, though, changed right at the start of 2022. What happened in the market and what changes did you see? Yeah, Carol, when the calendar flipped, it just really changed. Although the market seemed to be in good technical shape heading into 2022, Investors very quickly became concerned about inflation and potentially more restrictive monetary policy from the Federal Reserve. These concerns about inflation caused investors to start reducing their exposure to municipal asset classes, mostly through mutual funds. And we quickly saw rates start to rise and net outflows from tax-exempt mutual funds, which is something the market really has not had to deal with very often. Yeah, true. In my many years on a trading desk, there are a few years with such dramatic changes in rates. How does that movement in rates in 2022 compare to other years? Carol, it was one of the largest years we had seen, not the largest, but I believe it was the largest yearly increase in yield since 1980. And that was a long time ago. Matter of fact, so long ago that I wasn't even in the business yet. We saw benchmark yields increase from unis about 160 to 260 basis points, more on the short end than the long end. But to give an example, 10-year yields reached levels in October that we had not seen since 2013. So just a dramatic shift in yields in the marketplace. But when you look at muni performance relative to treasuries, they actually perform pretty well. 
Treasury yields rose even more than munis. Treasury yields were up between 207 and 434 basis points on the year, again, with the largest increases at the shorter end. So though munis definitely moved to higher rates, they did not move nearly as much as treasuries, which is what you would expect in this type of market. With such a large increase in yields, though, did the market dislocate like it did in March of 2020 at the start of the pandemic? No, Carol, there really was no dislocation this year. It really was a large move in rates, but it was fairly consistent. And if you look back in the year, rates started rising almost right at the beginning of the year. And they rose consistently until the beginning of the summer, and they rallied a little bit in the late summer, but then climbed up again in the September-October timeframe, and then came down again in the November and December timeframe. But if you go back to March of 2020, the movement in rates was in a very short period of time. 10-year benchmark rates moved 200 basis points in 11 days, not 11 trading days, 11 calendar days. And we saw multiple days with upward movement in yields of 75 basis points or more. We just saw nothing like that in 2022. It was a much steadier but persistent move to higher rates. And as I stated previously, tax-exempt yields did rise less than other fixed-income markets, specifically treasuries. So they actually performed in line of what you expect. So it was a very different movement to higher rates. It was over a much longer period of time. So I would say it didn't look at all like that. The market never dislocated, but it certainly presented its challenges. And I would say the new issue market continued to function, although it was certainly harder to get deals done in 2022 than previous years. Yeah, very true. Although those rates were up significantly in 2022, we did see rates drop dramatically, though, at the end of the year. Yeah, Carol, a very large move at the end of the year. So even though we have a historic movement in terms of year-to-year changes in yields, Starting in November, we saw rates drop significantly. So in November, 10-year benchmark muni rates dropped about 65 basis points, which I believe was the largest monthly decrease in yield since 1981. So you follow the largest increase in a year since 1980. You also have the largest individual month with a decrease in yield since 1981. We saw 10-year rates also decline another 10 basis points or so in December. So in the last two months of the year, 10-year rates came down by about 75 basis points, but obviously couldn't make up for the significant movement up in rates that happened over the first 10 months of the year. Unfortunately not. And what caused that dramatic turnaround in November? When you look at the data, I think there's a few things that really stick out. First, there was a dramatic decrease in new issue volume in November and in December. There was a lot less new issue product to have to be distributed by the marketplace. And although mutual funds continue to have outflows, they weren't nearly as large of outflows as we had seen in the beginning of the year and during the summer. So the outflows began to decline. So there wasn't as much for selling from the mutual fund world. And we continued to see inflows into ETFs, which was really interesting. I think all those were factors. However, I believe that the continued and what I would say unprecedented demand from individual investors was the major factor behind the rally in the marketplace. At the end of October, 10-year rates got to levels we had not seen since 2013, and it really helped demand from individual investors. And as this demand increased and started to peak, it enabled dealers to start bidding more aggressively because they're confident in their ability to distribute bonds, right? When a dealer bids bonds, as you know, Carol, you have to know a place where you can go with it. So I think this demand from individual investors really helped that. And I know that there were a lot of individual investors who likely had not purchased bonds in years because rates had been so low, who came into the market during 2022, but especially the latter part of 2022. 
So the demand from individual investors to me was a big story for the turnaround in rates. Yeah, and it certainly is great to have that extra outlet. Marcelo, in recent years, we've seen new issue volume range from 350 to nearly 480 billion. What happened last year? Sure, Carol. New issuance in 2022 was on the lower end of that range at 384 billion. So down about 20% from 2021. That was the lowest annual volume since 2018. And as John just mentioned, the pace really slowed down towards the end of the year, with November and December being down 31% and 58% respectively. And with rates significantly higher, we know refunding and taxable volumes were down dramatically. Can you discuss how much these and other segments of the new issue market were down compared to 2021? Although total volume was down 20%, as I mentioned before, the tax-exempt market volume was really only down about 11%. But as you mentioned, Carol, the largest percentage declines were in the taxable and the refunding deals. In 2022, taxable munis accounted for only about 14% of the market compared to 25% in 2021 and 29% in 2020. The volume was even lower for the last couple of months of the year, November and December, with taxables issuance decreasing significantly and down about 80% and only accounting for about 10% of the new issue volume. Similarly, refunding volume was down nearly 65% in 2022 compared to 2021. Wow, that's quite a decline. Were there any other reasons for the decline in new issue volume? Now, likely money left from COVID relief and upfront savings from previous taxable advance refundies in 2020 and 2021. Even though new issue volume fell so much in 2022, we saw record trade count volume. John, can you discuss how trade count in 2022 measured up historically? Sure, Carol. And as we said before, 2021, we were coming off a year with record low trade count. And 2022 ended up being by far the largest year for trade count we had ever seen. So year over year, trade count was up 66% immunities. That's compared to the low of 2021. But it was even up 17% from the previous record, which happened in 2008. But to really hone in on just how extraordinary this demand was and this amount of trade count was, Last year, we published a research piece that looks at the municipal market from 2007 to 2021, a 15-year period of time. And during those 15 years, there were exactly eight months where a million or more trades were reported to the MSRB. In eight of the last nine months of 2022, we had over a million trades reported to the MSRB. So what took 15 years prior to do took only nine months in 2022. And when I look at statistics, that's the one that really stands out, just how dramatic that demand was, how much it was focused in the latter part of the year, and how large it was. Yeah, a lot of trades. Trade count was down consistently in 2019 through 2021. And many people attributed that to the lack of participation from individual investors. Does 2022's trade count paint a new picture? A brand new picture, Carol, a brand new picture. Demand from individual investors just rose dramatically in 2022. And I think it all comes back to something that I learned a long time ago is you really cannot underestimate 
the importance of the individual investor in this marketplace. They really are a, a huge force collectively in what they do, and they had a significant impact on the market this year. And though for buying individual bonds, we don't know how much the activity was from separately managed accounts or SMAs versus non-SMA accounts, but ultimately individual investors bought muni bonds at a level we had never seen before. Also, I think the amount of trade count was really helped by tax law swaps. I think that greatly contributed to the higher trade count as investors were able to realize losses in their portfolios because of the higher interest rates and realize them in 2022 for tax purposes. So demand from individual investors coupled with a significant amount of tax law swaps had an impact on the amount of trades reported to the MSRB. Yeah, that's a great point. Marcelo, in 2022, we saw record net outflows from mutual funds. Can you discuss the nature of the outflows and how that differs from recent history? Sure, Carol. Flow funds were one of the most interesting trends we noticed last year. Mutual funds have only seen three years of net outflows since tracking began in 2007. In 2011, outflow was $13 billion, and in 2013, it was $57 billion. In 2022, net outflows from mutual funds were significantly high at about $144 billion. As John mentioned in the beginning, from 2019 to 2021, net inflows were $216 billion. So 2022 was a dramatic change from that. And the market really became more and more dependent on mutual fund flows. And with these record outflows, mutual funds needed to sell bonds in the market. Did that show up in the data? Yes, we were able to observe that in our trade data. Customer sales of a million or more, a proxy used for institutional trading, were up over 120% in 2022. When mutual funds became net sellers of bonds, the market struggled for a while to find a different source of demand. This amount of selling pressured the market and eventually pushed rates higher. In the mid-year 2022 update the MSRB published, we pointed out the dramatic growth in tax-exempt ETFs in the past few years and the fact that ETFs had net inflows while mutual funds had record outflows. What did that look like at year end? That trend continued in 2022 with record inflows in excess of $29 billion for tax-exempt ETFs. That was a significant increase, and although it could not quite offset outflows from mutual funds, it did help the market a bit. Also, trading volume in the largest ETFs exploded and are up more than 300% on the year, and it's clear that ETFs are becoming a bigger and more interesting factor in the marketplace. Yeah, they sure are. In the past, the MSRB has reported the widespread use of alternative trading systems or ATSs in the market. Marcelo, what were your key takeaways from 2022 on these? In the last couple months of 2022, interdealer trades executed on ATSs rose to over 60% of all the interdealer trades. And that's after declining from 59% in 2017 to about 54% in 2021. And this is likely due to a dramatic increase in demand from individual investors. Another very notable trend in 2022 was a significant increase in trades from customers through the dealers of ATSs. That was up 95% in 2022 compared to 2021. That really means that if you think about it, one in eight customer trades were executed on ATSs in 2022. 
So these are trades with institutional customers, and we believe many are likely separately managed accounts. John, can you come up with a couple words to summarize 2022? Wow, Carol, tough question. And wow is not my answer. If I was going to do two words, I'd probably say unprecedented and unpredictable. Again, heading back to where we were on the market when we started the year, coming off an extended period of time of record or near record low rates. We don't see really much volatility in the market at all. Mutual funds are bringing in money like we've never seen before. And trade count is just consistently declining year over year. The only thing that was moving higher and higher in the marketplace was the amount of new issuance, which had been very high for the last few years. And in 2022, everything changed. We see record trade count coming after a year when we had the record low trade count. We see outflows from mutual funds that we had never seen before, anything close to that. We saw rates increase pretty dramatically, as well as volatility in the marketplace. And then we started to see the impact on new issuance, although Marcelo's numbers show overall volume down 20% and tax exempt down 11 Towards the end of the year, volume dropped dramatically, especially related to taxables and refunding issuance. So just a complete turnaround in the marketplace. And when I go back and look at some of the publications that come out, I don't remember anybody including myself, making such predictions about what was going to happen in 2022. So, yeah, unprecedented and unpredictable. Definitely a year for the record books. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, what will you be looking at for the beginning of 2023? I think we'll be looking at a few things in the marketplace. One thing I am interested in is to see what happens with the flows for mutual funds. Are there going to be continued outflows? Will they reduce? Could they even turn around? Because I think a lot of the outflows probably were people redeeming their funds in order to lock in tax losses. And as the calendar flips to a new year, it'll be interesting to see if we start seeing positive flows or at least, like I said, less outflows than we had seen before. Obviously, anything like that happening would be a positive in the marketplace. Also, you know, I mentioned the importance of individual investors. I'm really interested to see the extent of the trading they do, how much volume they do, how much demand there is for individual investors, because although rates are a lot higher than when they started in 2022, they are actually a significant amount lower than they were in October of 2022. So it'll be interesting to see the demand component from individual investors, if it carries on and how much. And then obviously, I think everybody's going to be watching for inflation numbers to try to gauge and determine the next potential movement in rates, whether that be up or down. So if there's three things that I'm looking at right now, that's it. If you ask me this question a month from now, I'll probably have two or three different things I'll be looking at. But heading into the year, that's sort of what I think we'll be focused on primarily. Thank you, Carol, John, and Marcelo for walking us through the key trends in the municipal bond market in 2022 and making some forecasts for 2023. And thanks everyone for listening to the latest MSRB podcast. Do you have ideas that can help the MSRB create the future of market transparency? Come and collaborate and innovate with us in Emma Labs, the MSRB's innovation sandbox. Visit emmalabs.msrb.org to get started today. The information provided in this MSRB podcast is intended for educational purposes only and provides a general overview of the subject matter. The content of the podcast does not constitute legal, investment, tax, business, or other advice and is not an MSRB rule or an amendment to or an interpretation of any MSRB rules. MSRB podcasts are the sole property of the MSRB. 
you may access and download MSRB podcasts only for your educational, non-commercial use. You may not reproduce them in whole or in part in any form or reference them in any publication without the MSRB's prior written consent. Copyright 2023, the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board, all rights reserved. Thank you for listening to the MSRB podcast.